Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Um, last week, I was teaching on the, I think that this is the third week, right? This is the third week teaching on the same verses. I told you, I can teach on that passage um, for the whole year. Daniel chapter 9, verses uh, 24 to 27. I realized last week that probably I might have confused a few people because of the numbers of throwing everywhere. No mathematics. But today I'll simplify it, I'll make it simple. Okay, I will not go there, there, this, what, BC, what, what, AD. Uh, I saw some people, their heads were going like this. What are you saying, Papa? We can't get it. What are you saying? Now, today, I'm going to make it simple, okay? I'm going to simplify it for you so you can understand the context. But then, going forward, when we go back to the book of Revelation, I'm going to begin to give you those numbers small, small, so you can understand where we are. Is that a good idea? All right, so Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. I want us to read together, one, two, three, go. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore, and understand, that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks, and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Someone said, Amen. Amen. All right. So, we see that the, uh, that the angel here um, is giving Daniel understanding of prophecy which is probably one of the most important prophecies in the whole Bible because this prophecy, it was given um, um, many, many years ago before Jesus was even born. But this prophecy hasn't yet been fulfilled completely yet up to now. Because as you can see here, that the Bible says 70 weeks 
are determined upon thy people. And I emphasized last time that you need to understand that the 70 week prophecy has nothing to do with a Christian or a Christian, if you wish. Okay? The 70 week prophecy has to do with two things. Number one, what is number one? The what? The Jewish people. And what do we call them? Israel. All right. And the second thing, what is it? The second one is the holy city. And this city is called Vancouver. Jerusalem. <laughs> oh, it's called the what city in Brazil. <laughs> now, the holy city is what? Jerusalem. And we see that the 70 weeks is equal to 70 sevens is equal to 490 years. Today I'm simplifying this. It was people, I lost some few people with the mathematics. My head was running too fast. So today I'll slow. Is that a good idea there? Okay. We said the word weeks in Hebrew is Shebua. And Shebua means 70. Okay. So Shebua means 70. So 70, 70 times is equal to 490 years. Alright. Now, what things must be accomplished in 490 years? Let's count them. What things must be accomplished in the 790, I mean the 490 years? Number one, the Bible says what? To finish the what? The transgression. The transgression. I don't know whether you're with me or I've lost you already somewhere. You're following? All right. Now you need to be telling me. All right. So what must be accomplished? To finish the transgression. Okay, let me write the question. As a good professor, what must be accomplished? Number one. To finish the transgression. To finish the transgression. Number two. To make an end of sins. To make an end for sins. Of sins. Of sins. Number three. To make reconciliation for iniquity. To make reconciliation for iniquity. For iniquity. 
Uh -huh. Number four. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. To bring in everlasting Number five. And to seal up the vision and prophecy. To seal up the vision. Okay, we'll break it down. To seal up the prophecy. Number seven. To anoint the most holy. To anoint the most holy. All right. So, as you can see, that 70 weeks have been set aside. They've been determined to accomplish these seven things concerning what? Israel and Jerusalem. And we are seeing that the total number of years is actually what? 490 Yes. So in 490 years, God must accomplish everything written here to do with which city? To do with Jerusalem and to do with which people? The Jewish nation. Very, very important. Are you following me so far? We are following. All right. So having done that, I'm going to flip over this thing uh, so that I can now give you the timelines so we don't get confused. I don't write down there. I want to put it where you can see, where you can understand, uh -huh, so we don't lose one another again. Uh, Jesus Christ, someone said amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Are we together so far? We're here. Okay. All right. So, here, here, I'm going to draw something. And I'm going to start filling it up. This is the timeline. One. Two. Three. One, two, three. Can you see? Or oh, the, the color is difficult to see. Eh? Okay, let me use a different color. This one is a suspect. Should try at an angle? Okay. Let me use a black one. Because of the lighting, it's hard to see. Let's see. Is that better? All right. It's only in streams where you go to school in a, in a church service. This is a prophetic school. Yeah. In other churches, if you're watching me from another church, you're saying, what are they doing now in a church? This is what churches ought to be doing. Should be school of prophecy. Not just tell stories. 
Alright. So, if I'm going to break down, if I'm going to break down the passage that we've read for you, what it simply means is, what we have here in this first segment, this is verse 25. This one here, verse 26. This one here, verse 27. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. All right. So, verse 25. Give me verse 25 now. Verse 25. I want you to see what is, what is in verse 25. All right. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem and to Messiah the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall and uh, even in troublous times. So from the going forth of the commandment there to what? To? To restore and to build Jerusalem. Uh-huh. Unto the Messiah, the, pro the prince. To Messiah, the prince. Shall be how many weeks? In total? Seven weeks and three score and two weeks. How many are those in total? 69. 69 weeks. Are we together so far? So here, the commandment okay, to, to, for, to rebuild what? Jerusalem. Alright. To what? To Messiah, the prince, here. All right. Shall be 69 what? Weeks. All right. I don't want to take you to BCs and DCs and, and whatever. They just confuse many people. So I will leave that alone for now. All right. However, the next thing is, you see that we've covered how many weeks here? 69. Did Messiah the prince actually come? Did Messiah the prince come? Huh? Did Messiah the prince come? Now you are thinking, uh, what should I answer now? Should we say yes or not? <laughs> No, the answer is yes, because last time I showed you that there's a day Jesus actually arranged for a donkey to be prepared for him. And he rode on a donkey, entered into Jerusalem. And on that day, stones would have sung if the people were not singing. I don't know whether you're hearing me. It was a deliberate setup. The Messiah literally arranged for him to ride on a donkey and be presented into Jerusalem as the king. 
But I also showed you some other verses where actually he was running away from being crowned a king. So we see that this event here took place. It was fulfilled. Someone said amen. Amen. All right. And then here we've got verse number 26. Verse number 26. Let's look at verse 20. What will happen in verse number 26? And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. So after, don't worry about the three score and the two weeks. Suppose three score and two weeks is how many weeks? Three score? 62. Let's, 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 talk, let's look at uh, people in Zoom in case they are sleeping somewhere. Pick someone in Zoom. How many are three score and two weeks? How many weeks are those? Three score and two weeks, how many are they? Six, yes, 62. Messi. 62. 62, excellent. Let's clap hands for her. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Now, where is the 62 coming from? It should not confuse you. Because what they've done with the 69 weeks here, they've given you seven. And then they've given you what? 62. I don't know whether you're seeing what I'm seeing. They broke it down. They gave you seven and then what? 62. So don't get confused. It's not a different time frame. It's the same on 69. But they've just broken it into two bits. So after the 62 weeks, then the Bible says what? What will happen to the Messiah? Give me the verse again. The Messiah... Shall be what? The Messiah shall be cut off. Shall the Messiah be cut off? Not for himself, but the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Oh. So the people of the... Number one, we find that the Messiah shall be what? Cut off. Number two, we also find something else. What is it? The people of the prince that shall come. The people of the prince that shall come. I'm writing it down here for so we don't lose sight of it. Shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. People of the prince that shall. Shall. Destroy. The city and the sanctuary. The city and sanctuary. I told you, what I'm teaching you prophets run away from this stuff because it's hard. <laughs> All right. So what shall happen? The temple. Don't worry about my art, eh? In Malawi, they didn't teach, teach us art. When your dad hears that you're doing art school, he'll whip you. Okay. So the sanctuary shall be what? Destroyed. But also what? The city. So that's being like the wall. All right. 
The city also shall be what? Destroyed. All right. Give me the verse again. Aha. Uh -huh. And the end thereof shall be with what? A flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Now, who is this prince? We are being introduced to two princes here. I don't know whether you noticed. Give me the verse again. After three score and two weeks shall Messiah be what? Cut off. Alright? Messiah shall be what? Cut off. But not for himself and, and the people of the what? Prince. People of the prince. Here, prince here. Messiah is the prince. But in that verse they haven't given him the title so I'll just put it in quotes. The people of the prince that shall come. Many theologians, they confuse these people with the Messiah. Are you hearing me? They confuse. They think the people of the prince that the Bible is talking about, they're talking about who? The Messiah. But no, people of the Messiah didn't destroy the temple. People of the Messiah didn't destroy the city. It was the Romans. It was the Romans who destroyed Jerusalem which year? 70 AD. I don't know if they are following me. So the Romans destroyed the temple and the city in which year? 70 AD. Ah, I don't know whether. This is good. This oh. is clear, Papa. Is this simple now? Simple. All right. It's very clear. I love that. I love that. Today your heads are not spinning. Eh? <coughs> you are very blessed. I wish I knew these things many years ago. Now, let's go to Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Chapter 24. Now, what has happened? What, what is the story? Let's start from Matthew 23, and then we're going to chapter 24. Let's read from verse 34 to 39. Matthew 23, 34. To thirty nine. Receive. All right, let's read together. One, two, three, go. Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. And upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barachias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. 
Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. I don't know whether you saw the word desolate there. Did you see the word desolate? Okay, don't lose sight of that word because I will take you back to Daniel and find the same word being used there. All right, let's continue reading. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. All right, now we can go to chapter 24. Uh, because of time, I don't have time to read everything. We'll just read verse number one. Um, one to eight. Verses one to eight. Daniel, um, I mean Matthew twenty-four. All right. Can you give me the KGV? All right. Good. Now let me read for you because I'll be explaining. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for, to show him the buildings of the temple. So, they are busy talking to him about the buildings of the temple. Uh -huh. Lord, can you see this temple? It's so beautiful. Look at these stones and everything. Now Jesus... Response to them, verse number two. And Jesus, can you give me King James Version, please? You have too many versions there. <laughs> Stay in KJV. That's my mother tongue. Aha. Uh -huh. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now he's talking about the temple. Says, hey, hey, guys, you see all these things. There shall not be left even one stone that shall not be thrown down. All right, next. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, now they have left the temple. Those who have been to Jerusalem with me. You know that the mount, I mean, the, the place where the temple was is on this hill. And then you go down in the valley, you go up past the graves, all the way to the Mount of Olives on the other side. When you get there, he sat down and then he was looking at the building of the temple, which was on the other side. Now, where the temple was is where now there's the mosque. All right? You see the, the Alcasa Mosque there. And you see the rock of the dome. That's where the temple was. Now, they're on the other side on Mount Olives. Uh, on the Mount of, um, what is the Mount of what? Ascension. There's a, there's a small temple. There's a small uh, church. They're called the church, church of Ascension. That's where they sat. They're looking across the valley at the building of the temple. What does he say? He says, there shall not be left even a single stone that shall not be thrown down. All right, next. Give me that same verse. I think I haven't finished reading it. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, as he sat down, uh, three. As he sat down, uh -huh, 
at the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately. Someone say privately. privately. So it wasn't like a group session. This was what? A private briefing saying, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. Now let's count how many things are they asking Jesus. Number one. Number one, what is the question? Tell us when shall these things be. Are we together on that one? Yes. Number two. What is number two? What shall be the sign of thy coming? Two. Number three. And of the end of the world. What shall be the sign of the end of the world? So they have got three questions that they're asking Jesus because people look at Matthew 24 and they begin to jump up and down. Hey, I know what Jesus said. Hey, the, end, the, the, the world is coming to an end. Hey, 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 sit down and ask yourself, what were the questions? Jesus was asked three things. Number one, tell us, what shall, when shall these things be? Which things are we talking about? <laughs> Which things are we talking about? When shall Jerusalem be destroyed? Are you hearing me? When shall the temple be destroyed? Number two, what will the sign of your coming be? Number three, what will the sign of the end of the world be? So when you look at Matthew 24, Jesus is not answering the questions in chronological order. I don't know whether you heard me. He's answering three questions. Then he's just throwing answers. He gives them answers in different directions. Now, you need to have prophetic ears to begin to know, oh, this one fits here, this one fits here, this one fits there. Because people start jumping up and down. Look at what he says. Verse number, verse number four. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. So in other words, there is room for deception. Say, so disconnect. I disconnect. Say, so I will not be deceived. I will not be deceived. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, you spirit of deception. You spirit of deception. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right. You see, verse number five. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and they shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, seeing that ye be not troubled. In other words, don't be moved. Yes, you can hear wars, you can hear rumors of but don't be moved for it, for all these things must come to pass. But the end, the end is what? Not yet. You see, he's, he has jumped to question number three. He's not starting from question number one. I don't know whether you are following me at all. The, the, the third question was what? Tell us the signs of the what? Of the end. So he has already jumped to question number three. He's not answering one two, three. No, he's going already to question number what? Three. Verse number seven says, right, for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and, and coronavirus, and oh, 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 oh sorry, pestilences. Uh, I know I've lost you already. And earthquakes in diverse places. All these are beginnings. All <laughs> All these are the beginning, the beginning of what? Of sorrows. Ah, the beginning of sorrows. Yeah, I, I know I know you didn't see pestilence. Did you see pestilence there? Corona, is corona, coronavirus a pestilence? Yes. It is a pestilence. I threw it there because I knew you didn't see it. Ah, all these things are just beginning of sorrows. It's not the end. Someone said it's not yet the end. It's not yet the end. Ah, I don't know whether you're hearing me. 
Now when you continue in that passage, it talks about they shall deliver you, they shall do what, they shall do what, they shall do what. And then it gives all the sons. Don't worry, I will cover those passages as part of Revelation. I will come back to these passages. But I just wanted to show you that Jesus talked about the temple being destroyed. But in verse 26 of Daniel, we have been told, number one, uh, we have been told that the Messiah shall die on the cross. We have also been told that the people of the priest that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And I've told you that that happened in which year? 70 AD. Are we together so far? Yes, we're together. All right. And then, did we finish 20, verse 26 or there's something else that we need to cover? Daniel chapter 9, 26. All right. Did you see the word desolations there? Did you see it in Matthew as well? Jesus uses the same word in Matthew chapter 23, verse 38. Behold, your house is left unto what? Desolate. So from the time the temple was destroyed, from the time Jerusalem was destroyed, the Jews became desolate. Why? Because you cannot talk about Judaism as a faith without a temple. You can't talk about Judaism as a faith. You can't talk about the faith of Moses, animal sacrifices, without, without talking about the temple. They cannot sacrifice an animal anywhere in the Jewish nation up to today. Why? Because the temple was destroyed. So from the time the temple destroyed in 70 AD up to today, they've never offered any sacrifice for any sin. I don't know whether you're hearing me. So the rabbis had to sit down and discuss, what, is, what, what are we going to do? This is a problem. We have a big, big problem. So they sat down and discussed and came up with what they call Tamudic Judaism. I don't know whether you see that. Tamudic. T-A-L-M-U-D-I-C Judaism versus Mosaic. What is mosaic? Mosaic Judaism is the Judaism that was introduced by Moses. Are you hearing me? The one you read in your Bible, that's mosaic what? Judaism. But what they are practicing today is not that. They are doing what they call what? Talmudic Judaism, which has no animal sacrifices, which has got no blood sacrifices. So for a Jew, he's in a big dilemma today. Why? Because all his sins are not covered by anything. In the days of Moses and before the temple was destroyed, they could cover their sins by the blood of animals. Oh my goodness. Hey, can I go one level deeper now? Go deeper. You see, God is an amazing God. He knew that once the Messiah has offered his blood here, you don't need the blood of animals again thereafter. Oh, you are not hearing me. You, God could not allow two systems to operate in parallel to each other. The blood of animals still being offered. And the blood of Jesus that was already offered on the cross. That's why when Jesus, after he died on the cross and he shed his innocent blood and he took the blood into the hall of holies, presented before the father. The father said, it is done. Someone said it is done. It is done. So after God said it is done, there was no need to leave the temple there. 
There was no need to continue offering the blood of animals. That was redundancy. Oh my goodness. That was going backwards. Because before Jesus came, they were offering all the blood of animals here. The goats, the cows, whatever they were being killed to cover people's sin. But there was, it was just a prophecy prophesying to the coming of who? The Messiah. When the Messiah came fulfilled the prophecy there, there was a need. Ah, you are not hearing me. There was what? A need for this to go. <laughs> Say neighbor. Neighbor. Hey. Hey. So this one had what? This one had to, to go. So when the people of the prince, which are the Romans, came, they destroyed the temple in 70 AD. And then the Jews are stuck. Why are they stuck? Because they cannot offer any more what? Sacrifices. Number two, they are stuck because they don't acknowledge him as the Messiah. So they are caught in between. They are stuck. They are still waiting for who? The Messiah to come. I don't know whether you are from what I am saying. They are still waiting for who? The Messiah to come. But remember the prophecy of Daniel was 69 weeks and the 70th week. Don't lose sight of that. Are we still together so far? Yes, we're together. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Have I, have I lost you again today? No, no, no. Today it's very easy. We're following. Very clear. All right. Now, look at the prophecy of Daniel. The prophecy said 70 weeks. Are you together? The prophecy is for what? 70 weeks. But we have accounted for 69 weeks. And then we've talked about some events that we are not told when they shall take place. Are you together so far? Yes. Why? It's because. Mm -hmm. Now I can go deeper. What is happening now is simple. The prophecy gave you from start to this event. And then verse 26 tells you what will happen here. Verse 27. Let's go 27. Let's go 27. All right, let's go back 26 and then we'll build into 27. All right. All right. And after three score and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off. I've given you that the cross. But not for himself and for and, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the what? The city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with what? A flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are what? Determined. Aha. Uh -huh. Next. And he. Who is, who is the he? Who is the he? The Messiah. Okay, let's go to Zoom. Who is the he? 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's Jesus the Messiah. So the he in verse 27 is Jesus the Messiah. All right, another one. Let's see another one. Today I've simplified everything. I'm not throwing years here, years there. What? No, very simple. Let's see another one. <laughs> pick, just pick anyone. Even, even if they're not lifting their hand, pick them up. I'm giving you power to do so. Yes. You should pick especially those who are not looking. Hi. Hi, Pastor Shalom. Shalom. Who is the he in verse number 27? <laughs> Any idea? No? No. All right. Pick another one. So, response number two no idea. Who is this here? All right. Someone else? Mandere bosta la haze, sheketeria maso, kuriba dosta fahaza desha. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Uh, How are you? I'm good, thank you. All right. Um, it's Jesus, the Messiah. It's Jesus, the Messiah. All right, so at least Jesus has got two votes. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Now let's read verse uh, 26 and 27 again. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the who? The people of the who? Prince. Prince. The people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with the flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. And, 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 and he, the prince. So who is the he? The prince, what will the prince do? The prince shall confirm the end confirm shall confirm the covenant with many for one week with many. For what? One week. Ah, now it's making sense. 
He shall confirm the covenant with many for what? One week. I don't know whether you are seeing this. Oh, yes. We appreciate this teaching, Papa. Can you see now? One week. There. All right. And that's the 70th week. Am I right? Yeah. So, the prince, okay? The prince is the one we're talking about here. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Here. So, the prince shall come and confirm the covenant with many for what? One week. And one week is how many years? Seven years. Are we together so far? Yes, we're together. Okay. Let's go back to verse number 20, uh, verse 27. All right. And in the midst, <laughs> in the what? In the midst. What is in the midst? In the midst of the week. Ah, Jesus Christ. What is in the midst of the week? Pick someone in Zoom. Now people will be afraid to join in Zoom. Like, hey, Papa picks us. Let's not connect him. Let's go to Facebook. <laughs> ah, yes, Jonathan and Shantini. Yes, Hi, Papa. Shalom. Hang on. Hang on. They, 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 they need to unmute you. Can you hear us? Yes, we can hear you now. So, midst of the seven-year period, he breaks the covenant. and. Uh, so, how many years are those? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Let's clap hands for them. Powerful. In the midst here, which means we've got three and a half, and then we also got what? Three and a half. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, this is heaven. You see, this guy who shall come here, where does he come? Are they, he confirms a covenant with many. For how many weeks? One week, which is how many years? Seven years. So there, there's an event that takes place. Confirmation. Of the what? Covenant. Covenant. With many. And then the covenant is confirmed. I want you to notice the language. It's not saying he shall act, he shall write or develop a covenant. No, he shall confirm it. So what I pick up in the spirit when I'm looking at that verse is that the, the covenant is already there. Are you hearing me? But this guy comes and confirms the covenant with many for one week. But in the midst of the seven years, which is uh, one week is seven years, in the midst of that one week, which is three and a half years, three and a half years, what does he do? Give me 27 again. What does he do? In the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to what? To seize. And for the overspreading of abominations, 
he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So if you hear the words, the great tribulation, someone said the great tribulation. The great tribulation. It's not seven years. How many years is the great tribulation? Three and a half years. It's these last three and a half years. These ones. Now, what does it mean? What it means is, if the guy is going to stop the sacrifices, it means in this one week here, the temple must be rebuilt. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Oh, yeah, we're hearing. The temple must be what? Rebuilt. Rebuilt. The temple must be rebuilt there. And then in the middle here, he's going to tell them to stop sacrificing. Why? Because he's going to put his own image in the Holy of Holies. I don't know whether you're hearing me. He's going to put his own image in the what? Holy of Holies. And ask people to begin to worship him. That's what Jesus tells people. I don't know whether. Should I even go there or no? I should go deeper than this. Yes, teach us, Papa. Are you sure? All right. Give me Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24, verse number 15. Matthew 24, verse 15. Prophecy. Don't say, hey, me, 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 I'm a prophet. Me, I'm a prophet. This, this is what you need to. <laughs> it's very easy to say, hey, I see you ate rice yesterday. <laughs> but the prophecy is this one. <laughs> I don't know whether you're hearing me. All right, let's see Matthew. I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing stand in the holy place whoso readeth let him understand read again when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place whoso readeth let him understand ah jesus is warning you number 1 he says if you shall you see, if you shall see the abomination of desolations is spoken by who? Prophet Daniel. Standing in the what? Holy place. Now wait a minute. What is happening? We don't have a temple now. Am I right? So there's no holy place. Is that correct? Yeah. So in other words, if that prophet will come to pass, the temple must be what? Rebuilt. And the holy place must be there. Now Jesus says, if you shall see the abomination Okay? Standing in the what? Holy place. Spoken by the prophet who? Daniel. Mm. Whoever readeth, let him what? Understand. It's another way of saying, whoever's got ears, let him what? Hear. In other words, what Jesus is talking about, that it's a prophetic language. It's a prophetic language. 
Why now we don't have a temple? The temple is destroyed in 70 AD. There's no temple. You go to Jerusalem, there's no temple. There's no altar. There's no, no sacrifices taking place. But now the temple shall be rebuilt. Am I talking to somebody right here? So when people are telling you today, ah, no, these are the last days. Ah, Jesus is right. No, just, just, just listen. Don't, don't talk much. Are you hearing me? When people say, no, the end has come. They are lying. It's not yet the end. Ah, say, ah. Ah. It's not at the end. Why? Because the end starts. The end starts with the confirmation of the covenant. Now, this guy, the prince that we're talking about here, this guy, the prince here, is the one you call the what? Antichrist. That's the guy you call the Antichrist. This one. Antichrist. He's the prince. Now, the reason why we call them the Antichrist is not that he is the opposing to Christ, but he is a pseudo. Is that the spelling? Pseudo? Christian? <laughs> Rescue me. Looks good. Looks good, Papa. If it looks good, then it must be good. <laughs> He's the pseudo-Christ. In other words, someone who comes instead of. Instead of what? Christ. Or the alternative. So when you hear the word antichrist, we, what we picture gives us that someone who is opposing Jesus. Not really, but he's someone who says... I am the guy. I am the guy. There's no one else. I'm the guy who's going to bring peace in the world. The guy shall be a genius. I don't know whether you're hearing me. The guy shall be what? A genius. Now, the question is, who is the Antichrist? Where shall he come from? That We can answer some of those questions simply by looking at the statement here. The people of the priest that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And we know the Romans are the ones who destroy the city and what? Seventy. AD. And we're talking about the same prince being the what? The Antichrist. So, the Antichrist should come from a Romanish background. You're not hearing me. Now, in a prophetic sense, don't start thinking, oh, the Antichrist is in Rome. Oh, the Pope. The Pope. No. All of us today, say today, today. we are under the Roman government. Ask me how. How? The governmental system that we are running today, the whole world, was designed by who? The Romans. Yeah. They went to the Greeks. Don't forget the seven churches. I told you that the Romans adopted the, the Greek, everything good in the Greek culture adopted it, perfected it, and started using it. So when you look at the, 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 the three arms of government, you find it's a Roman system. Roman system everywhere. Are you hearing me? Uh, I don't know whether you are sure. Or I should stop and go to... Should I continue? Go deeper. All right. I should go deeper. Oh, my goodness. Even deeper than this. Yes, go deeper. <laughs> All right. Let me see if you can handle this. Let me drink water first.
Are you here? All right. So, someone says so. So. Here, verse 26, is what is called the gap. In a prophetic language, this is the gap. Someone say the gap. The gap. This is the gap. Now, from a prophetic language, Daniel, when he was standing here with the angel, okay, at the beginning here, this is where Daniel was. God is showing him a timeline of events from here to where? To there. 70 weeks are determined, 490 years from here to there. But now the problem is, from the time the Messiah presented himself and Jesus died, to where we are now today, what is the year today? 2021. When, when did the, let's, let's not talk about when Jesus died. Let's just use, when, when was the temple destroyed? 70. A.D. Minus. How many years are those? Uh-huh. How many years? thirty-one years already from when the temple is destroyed to where we are standing today. And yet the prophets only talked about how many years? Four hundred and... 90 years, which means, which means, which means the running of time from the beginning to the end is not, ah, you are not hearing me. It's not something that will run continuously. Are, are you hearing me? Here we are counted already for how many years? 483 years. And here we've got how many years? Seven. 483 plus seven here. We make how many? 490 years. So, five there. Okay. 1,951. Good. Thank you so much. Now, what, is, what does it mean? What it means is, <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, can I go deeper? What do you have here? is what we call the gap. Someone said the gap. The gap. Now, the gap means in a prophetic language, when Daniel was standing here, when he was looking across time, he didn't see that there was a gap here. He only saw the events that the Messiah would be cut off. I don't know if they're hearing me. And then the temple would be what? Destroyed. He didn't see anything else here. He goes, he goes ahead and sees this last week here. Are you following me? This is the gap. This one here. Now. Say now. Now. What is in the gap? Ask me. Say, prophet, what is in the gap? Prophet, what is in the gap? Are you sure you want to know? Oh, yes. Are you sure? Yes, we want to know. All right. Can you show me PNG? Are they still there or have lost them? I want to see PNG. Is PNG still there? Are you understanding what I'm talking about? All right. You understanding? 
Are you learning something? Yes. Powerful, powerful. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed that you are still there. Thank you so much. So what is in the gap, prophet? What is in the gap, prophet? All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Give me verse number 1 to 12. <laughs> I'm telling you, prophecy, to be a prophet. <laughs> I told you, if there's one difficult thing God ever asked me to do was to be a prophet. I told him, I said, God, <laughs> surely, <laughs> this is so unfair. <laughs> Very difficult. Not to understand all this stuff. All right. But here I am. I enjoy what I'm doing. Someone say amen. Amen. For this cause, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, what? How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm, I'm now in verse number one. <laughs> Then the system is jamming. Okay. I want us to read together. I want us to read together. Let's go back to one. So just follow, follow me. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, what he's talking about who? Ah, let's begin from there. He's talking about who? The Gentiles. Someone said the Gentiles. The Gentiles. Who is he talking about? The Gentiles. The Gentiles. So he says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, given me to you, Adi, to you Gentiles. Uh-huh. Verse 3. How that by... By what? Revelation. revelation. Someone say revelation. Revelation. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. Someone say mystery. Mystery. Yeah, this is very deep. This one, it's very deep. How that by revelation he made known unto me the what? The mystery, uh-huh, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his own apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, let, let's go back to let's go back, let's go back, go back, go back. Go back to three. Uh-huh. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote. In other words, he had written to them a letter. But he only wrote them in a few words. He didn't explain anything. Are you with me so far? He didn't want to confuse them. So he just wrote a letter, told them a few things and then stopped. Okay? And then, uh-huh. Let's continue. Verse 4. Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Oh boy. Whatever he wrote, small. He said, guys, when you read what I wrote, you're going to understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. 
So we have got another thing there. Mystery of Christ. All right. Mystery of Christ. <laughs> Which in other ages. Oh my God. Which in what? Other ages. <laughs> was, not known, was not made known unto the sons of men. Ah, now it's making sense. Now it is making sense. In other ages was not made known unto who? Unto the sons of unto the sons of men. So the Apostle Paul is being treated to a mystery. It's called the mystery of Christ. And this mystery of Christ was not made known unto, men, unto the sons of men in other ages. Are you following me so far? Okay. So in other words, in the days of Daniel, this mystery was not yet revealed. Ah, you are not following me. So when God was talking to Daniel here, he had a mystery hidden somewhere. He, he didn't want to tell him. So he just told him this and that. That's all. He didn't tell him anything about here in the middle. There was a mystery. Are you following me so far? Aha. Uh -huh. Let, let's look at the verses again. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. It is now, as it is now revealed unto who? His holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. Ah, uh -huh. so the spirit had to come and reveal things. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Next. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Hey! You see now here, when Jesus died on the cross, the temple destroyed. What began to happen? The gospel began to be preached. Ah, Jesus Christ. I don't know if someone is listening. Here, the gospel preached to who? Gentiles. <laughs> ah! That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ. It's a mystery. Someone say it's a mystery. It's a mystery. You being born again today, you take it for granted. It is a mystery. Say, I am mysterious. I am mysterious. Ha! Huh. Are you getting me? Oh, yeah. Here, in this gap. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Mazita kasuda dushkara mazo. Ha, give me the verses. Uh-huh, next, seven. Whereof I was made a minister 
according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me, whom am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. We find another title again. <laughs> Is what? Unsearchable. Riches of <laughs> people. I wish you understood what God has given you. We find another title. It's what? Unsearchable riches of Christ. What does it mean? It means it's something that nobody could understand. Nobody could find it. Nobody. Not even Daniel knew there was going to be a church. He didn't know. Oh, you're not hearing me. Not even Isaiah. Not even Jeremiah. Not even Elijah. Not even Elisha. They had no clue, no idea that one day there's going to be a church. Ha! It was hidden. It's the unsearchable riches of Christ. In other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. The apostle Paul says it's a revelation. It's a mystery because it's the mystery of Christ that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ. He calls it what? A mystery. Ha! Watch this. Give me the next verse. And then I'm done. And to make all men see what is the fellowship, he calls it another title. <laughs> he calls it what? A fellowship, a koinonia, a sharing. In other words, information that only the insiders know. It's a fraternity. Uh-huh, the fellowship of the what? <laughs> you told me to go deeper, didn't you? It's not my fault. You told me to go deeper. Should I continue going deeper or, or now you're going, uh, we are drunk, you know? <laughs> now we need to catch up. <laughs> you told me to go deeper. <laughs> All right, let me just finish that passage and then I'll cool, I'll, I'll cool you off, all right? Then we'll be done. <laughs> all right, fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world, are you hearing me? Have it been hid in God? Oh my goodness. Ha! The beginning of the world here. Creation. Here, creation. Creation of the world. This mystery here, this one here, are you seeing it? It was hid in who? Hid in God. <laughs> People, the church, someone said the church. The church. Is dangerous. Is dangerous. It was hidden in God. 
He didn't God from the beginning of the world. So when God was giving prophecies to Jeremiah, to Isaiah, to Daniel, he didn't reveal this stuff. He only told, Daniel is the closest who came to the church. The closest was Daniel. He only went as far as the Messiah being what? Cut off. And then the temple being what? Destroyed. And then quickly he jumps to tell us what will happen in the what? 70th week. He doesn't trust anything. After the Messiah is destroyed, after the temple is destroyed, he doesn't trust anything taking place. He doesn't talk about a people who are filled by the Holy Ghost. He doesn't talk about a people who are speaking in other tongues. I'm not talking to somebody right here. You see, when you look at yourself, don't take yourself too simple. You are dangerous. Say, I am dangerous. I am dangerous. That's why there are some things, no matter who says what, you need to learn to say, no, 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 you are lying. There is no way this mystery that was hidden God could ever go through the great liberation. I challenge. I challenge on that one. Because the great liberation only happens in the last what? Three and a half years of this last week. Say, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so, in other words, in other words, there's something that God is waiting for here. It's called a trigger. Someone say trigger. Trigger. It's a trigger or a marker, okay? He said, when the number of Gentiles has come in, when the number of Gentiles has what? Come in. There's a particular number God is looking for. To finish this mystery. When that number has reached. Pew, just a pew. Do you see that line I've drawn for you? This one. When the number of Gentiles has reached. There shall be rapture. When we, the church, has been raptured, then the prince shall confirm the covenant with many for seven years. And in the middle of the seven years, after three and a half years, he shall break the covenant. These first three years are years of prosperity, years of peace, years of joy. Years of saying, oh, they are gone. Now we are at peace. Now we can rule the world. Now it's us, the genius. Remember the guy comes us instead of who? Christ. So he tells them, you don't need Jesus anymore. I am here. I'm going to give you peace. And indeed, there is peace. First and of years. He says, you don't need Jesus. I'm going to make you prosper. The guy makes the people prosper. I don't know what you're hearing me. In the only what? First three and a half years. After that, the guy changes, breaks the covenant, and it goes for the Jews. So when you read in your Bible, when you read in your Bible, Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation in the temple, boom, whoever is, <laughs> whoever is in the field, what does he say? Don't go back to your house. Just run. Whoever is on the housetop, don't go back in your house. Just what? Run. Because it's the beginning 
of the last three and a half years. I think I've overloaded you today. Now when you go home, they ask you, what was your prophet teaching you today? Tell them, shut up, shut up, shut up. You will not even understand a thing. You need to be under the anointing to hear what you are saying. These things you can only teach them after fasting for three days. You can't teach this after eating sausages and your stomach is awful. And for you to hear them, you can only hear them after fasting for three days. <laughs> I don't know whether you're hearing me. Hearing. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Rise on your feet. I want you to take a picture, a nice picture of this board. Okay? And post it on Facebook today. So people can go back, rewrite their notes, copy everything nicely. Is that making sense? Amen. I love what the Bible says. It talks about us, children of God, as being a mystery. Okay? We are also called the mystery of Christ. We are called the unsearchable riches of Christ. We are called the fellowship of the mystery. Are you hearing me? It says in other ages, we were not revealed. We were not made known unto the sons of men as he's revealing to the world today. If you continue reading there, there's something that the Bible talks about us. Okay? Go back to Ephesians chapter 3. Let me show you something there. And then we'll finish. Today I'm not going to keep you here until 4 p.m. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3. There's something the Bible talks about there, and then we, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Are you being blessed? Are you blessed? We are blessed. Okay. Praise the name of Jesus. This is a serious load of revelation. <laughs> Serious Lord of Revelation, you are right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Ephesians chapter 3, I think we went to verse what? Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as is now revealed unto his apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body, and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Say, I'm a partaker. I'm a partaker. Of the promises of God. Of the promises of God. In Christ. In Christ. By the gospel. By the gospel. I'm a partaker. I'm a partaker. Say, O oh Lord. O oh Lord. Let your promises. Let your promises. Manifest in my life. Manifest in my life. In my children. In my children. In my career. In my career. In my health. In my health. In my business. In my business. Any area of my life. Any area of my in life. In my spiritual life. In my spiritual life. Begin to manifest. Begin to manifest. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. There's something I want us to pick up again before I close. Okay, next. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Eight, 
And to me, whom I'm less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles and such the riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hidden God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now, and to the principal and the powers in heavenly places, might be known the manifold wisdom of God. And might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Go back to verse number 10. To the intent. To the intent. Someone said to the intent. To the I intent. know you have been reading that verse for so many years, but can I show you the meaning? To the intent. Why did God hide you? Why did God hide all this stuff? To the intent that now and to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. So if even the powers and the principalities, they had no idea there was going to be a church. <laughs> That's how dangerous you are. That's how unique you are. Say, I am dangerous. I am dangerous. One more time. Say, I am dangerous. I am dangerous. Give me the verse again. I want us to pray now. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. My life. My life. Is a wonder. Is a wonder. My life. My life. Is miraculous. Is miraculous. Principalities. Principalities. And powers. And powers. Learn from me. Learn from me. They watch me. They watch me. They spectate me. They spectate I me. I am a wonder. I am a wonder. I'm spectacular. I'm spectacular. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.